Welcome everyone to What Would It Cost? Today I'm sitting down with Mr. Matt Piva. Matt Piva is a good friend of mine and we go back, back, back. I, I could say, I could say I've played hockey with him. Might have just been a practice or two. But this uh, this gentleman has skated with the best of them. And today we get into a little bit of a conversation about how he services some real solid NHL professionals. How he's got, you know, just, just a perseverance and a work ethic that's really unparalleled. And how he likes to call it rolls with the punches and, and gets through whatever is in his way. And comes out on the other end on top. So uh, pumped up for this one. And uh, thank you for pulling up, Matty. Fire it up. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about how this the the social media and the platforms and all the content that you've been putting out from time has just been the real you, the real Matt Piva, and how that's done lots and lots of good for your business, given that it's very relatable. And yeah, take take me through that. Uh, so it started geez, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago, the whole Instagram phase. Yeah. And uh, I took it as free marketing 101. You know, it was a platform to be real, to be me, uh, to upset people, to make people laugh, yeah. you know, all of the above. And I kind of just took it and ran with it, knowing or not knowing what people would think, nor did I really give a fuck to the yeah. truth. <laughs> yeah, because you're raw with it. You have to be. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. I was like, you know... There's, there's guys that do it and there's guys that do it. And the whole organic process of it just came to me. I mean, it's, it was my character. Um, I wasn't going to be the guy dressing up in the cheap blue suit and the shoes from Aldo. Or walking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Walking around saying, welcome to my listing and have the, <laughs> have the elevator music playing in the background and giving stats. <laughs> yeah. If that's what you want to call it. He ain't wearing all those shoes. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't going to be that guy. We're standing there. Welcome to this. And, you know, elevator music playing and giving stats about the house. And nobody cares about that shit. Right. Um, not saying it doesn't work. I mean, there's very successful people that that's just their style, right? I'm not knocking it, but it just wasn't for me. Um, so I just said, you know what? I'm going to do this just like yeah. we're doing right now. Welcome to my Melissa have fun with it. You know, the odd time drop an F-bomb here and there. It's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, the language of a, a hockey player, I guess you could say it. But uh, it's just real. And a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people loved it. Obviously, some hated it. But at the yeah. end of the day, who really cares, right? It was, uh, it was genuine. Uh, it still is genuine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I had fun with it. And people liked it, but golden yeah. rule of life i mean pleasing everyone nor did i give a shit to right but yeah. sold a lot of sold a lot of real estate off instagram early on um a lot of real estate um and uh it was fun well it was fun i had just had a blast with it you know my my marketing team back then thought it was fucking crazy with some of the shit that we did but yeah again it was real it was always one take that's yeah. how i knew it was genuine where yeah. it wasn't like staged it wasn't set up um, I didn't have to do 15 takes, dude. One shot. If it was good, let's do it. If it was shit, let's do it. I don't care. Um, nice, nice. But uh, but yeah. So we we rolled with it, and and um, now we're gonna uh, take it to the next level. 
Yeah. And and I remember when I seen when I when I was when I started dialing into the industry and really understanding who's who, what's what and looking at, you know, all of my target market which is yeah. the realtors platforms, it's it just stood out to me. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's Matt cuz I know you from back in the day. Way when back. We used to play Way a little bit Wednesdays. of fuck together with yeah, with with and Justin Rita and, yeah. and and all the boys there. And I was like, yeah, that's totally him. That's exactly who he is and and uh you could tell the little bit of that hockey background and the way the change room talk is. You could tell yeah. like just the way that you kind of grew up and always rolled and had that edge to you, right? But then but then there's that there's that 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 cool, that approachable, that likable Matt as well, right? Like it all comes out in that platform. It's like, holy smokes, that's like, that's him at his core, right? And and I can understand and see why it's done so well for you. And I, what what I also wanted to tie that into is you don't, you don't really um, flaunt a lot or you don't really talk, talk about your past and and a lot of the big big names that you know and a lot of the work that you've done with players that are in you know the national league right yeah. now and i i wanted to i wanted to have a little bit of a conversation about that today right because yeah, i yeah. know i know for you it's no big deal and that loop is something that you understand like the back of your hand and those guys are truly your buddies they slept on your couches yeah. but for the for for the audience i think it would be awesome for for you to tell us a little bit about the background and the history and the teams that you played on with these big nhl stars that are out there right yeah well like i said i was a pretty good hockey player growing up uh you know the minor Very hockey good. He's, yeah. being, he's being extremely yeah. modest right now guys <laughs> i was i, played, I was i yeah um, and then, like I said, you go through the whole draft process, the OHL, uh, got drafted. I had a full ride to Michigan state, which to this day, I, I do kind of regret. Uh, I thought I could have, you know, prolonged my hockey career if that, uh, if that's even a thing. But so I went to the O, uh, at 16, went to Oshawa, the dirty, dirty schwa, <laughs> the name says it all. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we were we weren't the greatest team. We drafted uh, a guy. I don't know if people heard of him named John Tavares or some shit like that. <laughs> um, and sure enough, he ended up being my roommate. Um, nice. He uh, he came into the league. I mean, he was a. I think he was fucking fourteen. He had the exceptional status. He had a late birthday. And at the time, you were. I was. He's a ninety. I think I'm an eighty eight. So I was two years older, but three because yeah. he was exceptional status. So he got drafted a year before he was supposed to. Okay. And it was ridiculous. Like it was crazy. Every day we'd come home from school, there'd be packages from Bauer, CCM, Reebok. Like this kid's fourteen years old, and they were just begging him, begging him. But he dominated. He absolutely dominated. It was fun. Uh, we lived. It was me, him, and a guy who's a good friend of mine, Mike Delzato. Uh, all lived together, you know, both of them yeah. had some pretty decent <laughs> careers and I kind of, you know, yeah. drifted off uh, with the wind, but still held on, uh, still held on pretty well. Um, so I was in Oshawa a couple years and then how long, how long were you guys roommates for? For a year. Okay. Yeah. We, we so were all together. Auto and Tavares. And Tavares were roommates yeah. For a and then year. Cal Clutterbuck was another guy that I lived with my, my, or my first year. This was my second year. Uh, he's, I think he's still kicking, uh, on the Island there, had a pretty decent career for himself. Uh, and then we went off to St. Mike's, um, which was kind of a shit show, just living at home, 
you know, you're 17, 18, planning the old, making 50 bucks a week, you know, thinking <laughs> that's probably when I met you at the, the, the Trist and all those fucking clubs we used to just bury our 50 bucks a week in. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good, but you know, that's when you start getting into the chicks, the, the, the parties, the alcohol and, you know, kind of veer off path and living at home, um, definitely didn't help that situation but still held my own still had a pretty good couple years there and then got traded to Niagara and in Niagara is when I played with like Petrangelo and you know some big names uh, the Hamilton brothers um I mean uh Petro became we became very close which years later obviously I sold his uh his place in King which you know was uh was a gorgeous house um and uh so yeah so throughout the career it was you know, I've played against pretty much everybody. Uh, my my generation or my year, I was an underage, overage. So I played against, you know, the Corey Perrys, the Mike Richards, the Drew Doughty's, um, the Taylor Halls, um, you know, the Segans, the Simmons, like everybody and anybody that's kind of in that, you know, 30 yeah. to 35 range came through the O. Um, we've had battles. I, I still talk to a lot of them. Uh, I still have good relationships. And then I just... You know, we went to uh, went to Western, if that's what you want to call it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for school. If you gave me a million bucks, I probably couldn't fucking tell you one class I took. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went there, and yeah. then uh, and then I headed off to Italy to play uh, to play in Italy for a bit, which uh, which was a, an amazing experience, obviously. Nice. Um, you know, but the whole journey, you know, hockey's one of those things where you play with a guy one game, you're buddies for life. Yeah, it's just the brotherhood of of the hockey world is fucking incredible. Um, and then, like I said, after that, I, uh, I had the hockey school, which was amazing. You know, I helped run the bile steel camps in the summer, you know, on the ice with guys like McDavid and, you know, the who's yeah. who of, of the NHL world, um, which was an awesome opportunity that, uh, that Johnny from bile steel, who's an incredible dude, um, gave me the opportunity to, uh, to work with some of the guys doing the on ice stuff. So that was, uh, that was amazing. And then, um, yeah, I kind of transitioned into the hockey school and then said, hey, enough's enough. Like, I got to start making some fucking dough. And that's when you got into real estate. Yeah, it took me. Nice. We'll leave that part out how long it took me to fucking do all these courses and shit. But yeah, yeah I finally got my license and, uh, you know, shit just took off. Nice. Yeah, it took off. Even with Marner, you had a relationship. Yeah, I still right? do. Yeah, I coached yeah. him. So when I when I retired, I, uh, I coached him in minor midget his draft year. Yeah. So uh, me yeah. and Mitch still have a pretty good relationship. Me and Paul um, still have a very good relationship. Don't you like the way he calls him by first name as if we're supposed to know it's just yeah, yeah. Mitch, well, right? Paul's his old it's man, Mitch Martner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're uh, yeah, they're good people. Um, yeah, they're really good people. I mean, obviously, you could say he panned out. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. But yeah, uh, yeah when I coach him, he was dude. He was like a fucking five three, five four, a little pimply face, a hundred pounds soaking wet. You yeah, know, yeah. and I just, I knew, like, I know hockey yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, better than most people, right? And I'm like, this kid's a player. And, you know, the scouts and this and that. Oh, he's small. He can't play in the O. He can't play in the O. And you know what? At those times where I'm like, this kid needs to go to school just because it's a different game. And um, he fucking proved me wrong, man. He, he, he went to London and absolutely just tore the shit out of the league. And I was so happy to see him. Uh, do that and then like I said I mean I don't have to tell you about his NHL career even nice. though I'm not the biggest Leaf fan as most know um, 
he's done he's done fucking okay for himself yeah, to no say shit. the least yeah no he's done okay nice. for himself so nice. you know it's it's nice to see these kids who you know i had him when he was 14 yeah 14 and now yeah you know 10 12 years later the guy's an absolute fucking stud yeah yeah making god only knows how much money and you're you're servicing these guys you're yeah so you could like i know you don't call yourself that and that's why that that's what i meant a little bit earlier on when i said you know you don't flaunt it you don't yeah. put it out there you don't talk about it you don't portray it on your socials you're so cool about it like these guys are your buddies like these guys are part of your network and it is that brotherhood that i see you respecting and not getting like hurting about it so, yeah but you could you could officially say that you service nhl players yeah i do i do and you know right. what there was uh you know, probably about six or seven of them that I've uh, that I've done some deals with. Right. Um, you know, some of the bigger ones, like you know, we got rid of Mike's house, Del's Auto, uh, for about seven mil about a year and a half ago. Nice. Which was a huge sale. It was a listing, which was nice. And Petrangelo's, we got rid of, and a good buddy of mine, Steve Liambis, was the buyer for that. So we kept it in the family. Yeah. Um. But you know, and, I and sorry to cut you off there, and I remember you too when 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 we went and we shot around the golf. You saying. Because these are huge, huge listings, yeah. right? That you pump a good amount of dough into, you know, sprucing it up yeah. and staging it. Yeah. And you, in one case, you were even redoing the driveway yeah. on one, which is like a thirty thousand dollar job. So, like, it was, the way that you were beefing these properties up and how you serviced them, it was like it blew my mind because I was like, "Holy smokes!" Yeah. So, yeah. With, with that being said, in regards to you really providing that service where you beef up and and stage these homes, what would it cost to? In light of, uh, you know, what would it cost to to to, to gear that up for a sale and, and chop it I mean, it now that the mil. deal's done, obviously, um, geez, I think out of pocket to get her up and running, you know, not obviously, you know, never include your time or any of that because that comes with the fucking territory. But the actual house to get it up and running from start to finish was probably about close to 20 G's. Yeah. 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 Wow. Nice. Yeah, and how long between did... marketing, staging, you know, we had Stallone come in there, um, you know, who are who are awesome at those big luxury properties. Shout out to Matt. Um, haven't done work with him in a while, but he he took care of me when I needed it. Um, and uh, yeah, we sold it in like forty five days. Nice. Yeah, Whoa. which was um, that's quick for a big. It was. Like it that. was, yeah. and I didn't expect that because, you know, it was. It was the location. The location was ridiculous. It was like uh, Royal York and Eglin Islington, Eglinton. Um, it was it was beautiful. The house was beautiful. I mean, it was a little. Not, I hate to say dated, but maybe ten years. But he he put some work. The the, the backyard was. It looked like you know, Plaza del Carmen. It was stunning, man. And it was you know he was on over an acre lot, and I was the new face in town. So those little pockets you know, in that Royal York area, there's like three, four agents that do all the work. Like right. most, most areas. Yeah, yeah. So when they're driving by and they see, you know, who's this motherfucker, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, with his face on this lawn, like, who is this guy? So like, I had, I had to deal with so much shit that I never dealt with before. And, uh, again, shout out to my, shout out to the boss man, Vito, my broker, um, who helped me a lot through the whole process. It was like, people were, People were booking fake showings. Agents were sending like their kids to just come scope out the house. See what the fuck is it? Like, it was weird. I was slowly like catching on to these things. And then, you know, you had some of these, these wannabe heavies, you know, oh, we'll give you a five mil. And I'm like, 
you know, and then they're like, oh, we know who the seller is. I'm like, it's irrelevant. Everybody does it's on a fucking MLS. Like, there's no secret. Yeah. You know, oh, did he take too many pucks to the head? Like, he's never going to get seven mil. And, and it got like to the point where I was like, buddy, like, like, this is not only a client. This is my buddy. Like, I'm not going to sit here on a conversation with you. Wow. Listen to you bash, you know, like a, the price point or B like it was, it, it was bad. And then sure enough, like any house, any luxury property, it takes one buyer, man. They came nice. in, they bought the house as is, fully furnished, gave us what we wanted. It was like a, it was a longer closing, but like we got, we got exactly what we wanted. And uh, yeah, I washed our hands and on to the next, right? That's awesome, man. Yeah, but it was Very cool. cool. It was a cool experience selling, uh, selling big boy real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. Love though. And that, that's not everything that you do and i remember having a conversation with you too which i found was very very interesting and now you know being in the business for as long as i have i understand and it makes so much more sense because when when me and you first went out and, and shot around the golf i was i was very green yeah. to a certain extent in the business but like you said Nikki, golf? like yeah that too <laughs> fucking horrible yeah but well, it's, it's tough to play any sport next to this guy he's a natural but with that being said you know you'll go chop a $7 million listing, but then you'll take on a $3,000 lease. Right. You have and, to. and, and, and I remember you saying it to me, Nikki, I'd walk through the office and there'd be some people that say, I don't do leases, you know? And that yeah. was just not happening for you. No matter who it is you were servicing, whether they were a pro athlete, the listings that you had, that was seven, $8 million. No matter what luxury properties you were messing with, you'd still take a lease. And you were adamant about the fact that your board was just filled up and, and you weren't picky as to what it was filled up with. You just the, the wanted leases, action, bro. The leases pay the bills. The leases keep you on your toes. The leases are also the most fucking work. Like now, especially, it's like, you know, now I'm getting to the point where it's like, uh, but I just, you know, holds me accountable. I'm like, fuck it. Like, yeah, what yeah, else yeah. am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'll do them. I'll do them. I'll do yeah. them. But yeah, like that, I'll never forget that day we, we, uh, we went firm on, uh, on that $7 million listing. The next day I was walking through basement apartments in, in Oak Ridges. Right. They were right. like literally like fucking 1750 a month. There you and go. I'm walking my buddy through them. Yeah. And I'm like, the fuck, like just complete opposite ends of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, yeah. But dude, it's real. Like everyone needs a fucking place to live like who am i yeah who am i to be like oh, i don't do this i don't do that like and you, there's one right talking about that beef like that growing into a potential purchase 100 so okay, percent start with leasing but they want to get into the market yeah. one day. that's how you start building your relationships too right? absolutely but it is a little it even goes deeper than that it's like like who the fuck am i i don't do leases like yeah like, who yeah, am yeah. i like, right. who are you? Like, who are you too? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, pass it on this. I get it. If you're busy, yeah. you know, you're trying to help out another agent in the office, which I've done before, you know, they're, they're a little slower. I'll, I'll throw them a couple of leases, not because I don't want to do them, but it's more for the fact of, yeah. you know, getting their tires rolling a little bit, but like to sit there and be like, Oh, I don't do leases. Like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. shut up and do the lease. Like, especially yeah. if it's for like a family, a friend, but like you said, like that lease, you know, you never yeah. know. You yeah, do this yeah, lease, yeah. buddy. Hit the fucking Lotto six forty nine. Next thing you look, he's looking for a ten million dollar <laughs> property. It's no, you know no, what I mean. No, no, but no, no. Yeah, you never know what it is. Yeah, man. I just uh, it's humbling. It's humbling. Like I said, I was closer. I was firming up on a seven million dollar deal, and walking through a fucking seventeen hundred dollar a month basement. It was 
the yeah. same the same feeling the same network the same connection the yeah. same vibes like i don't give a shit yeah i like helping yeah. people i love helping people yeah i've been helped a lot in my life so helping people especially when it comes to living like i get it i yeah. get it it's tough and now you know landlords want your firstborn you know i want people that make three million dollars a year just get me three million you fucking buy the place He's not looking to rent it yeah you know so i feel these people because i have a lot of i had a lot of people right now that you know are looking for leases and you know whether they have good credit or you know they got a a decent job like they're just landlords are just like oh now we're looking for like fuck off yeah like come on yeah, yeah a good yeah. tenant somebody that pays the rent on time and takes care of your place i don't care if you make 10 million bucks or ten thousand a year yeah you know that's what a good tenant is but yeah it's i do leases man i don't i don't care i'll do whatever right on very cool. selling a dry cleaner for fuck's sakes right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah i seen it I yeah seen it. one cool, of my man. one of a good buddy of mine um yeah like anything anything and everything man i yeah. love it i love the rush now to sh shout out because i know you've talked about him and and you really put him up on a pedestal and he sounds like an awesome guy i haven't had the chance to meet him in person but vito anthony your your principal broker there yeah. at noble court right i know that he's really really played a vital role in just giving you what you need in regards to support and in regards to being a backbone for your career right and yeah. and, and uh if you wanted to talk a little bit about that brokerage you're actually the first real estate agent that we've had from that brokerage from Noble Corp. On, yeah right? and, so i was yeah uh, I, you praise this guy so i just talk yeah you know what him, right? he, he um, like dude i went there about three years ago um and it's it's home like yeah. you know when you're just somewhere and you're just like this is where i belong yeah like, and um and he's been amazing i mean he's a fucking shitty golfer but other than that <laughs> i'm just joking yeah man. so um, i'll get out with him next time yeah <laughs> he's a sandbagger yeah, yeah um but other than that man he's he's had my back from day one um i he he helped me big time in more ways than once um and now when i left i went to forest hill um you know there was some some BS and some behind the scenes shit that I'm sure everybody, you know, has heard. And, you know, it's, it's the Woodbridge gossip, as I call it, you know, you want to work in Woodbridge, you got to deal with the consequences, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's funny because I still hear shit today and, and it's something that I've learned. I can't control people say, right. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm in jail. I'm here. I'm there. Fuck. I'm sitting here talking to you still working at Remax. Right. So you know, it's, it's something that, um, that he's literally had my back from day one. Um, you know, shit went a little sour, um, not by choice, but like I said, man, you, uh, life's all about amending relationships. Um, and you realize who really has got your back in this business, man. There's, you know, there's a lot of people that will sit there and smile at you, but I'm not a stupid guy. I know that they're sitting there like... You know, the, the Smithers or Mr. Burns just yeah, waiting yeah. for my failure. Right. Um, and it, it's motivation, right? I love it. Like, I hear shit every day about people saying this and saying that. And, dude, I'm, I'm done, like, stressing over shit. Like, I can't. You know, yeah. I'm, on a path, uh, I'm on a path back to the top uh, where I belong, where I know I belong. Um, I know I'm one of the best at what I do. Um, everyone's got their issues, man. Everyone does. Um, you know, I went through some, uh, some tough times and again, back to V he, uh, he was there from, uh, from day one. And you know what? We, uh, we amended our relationship. He took me back with open arms and I'm fucking sitting right back at the chair that I started with. Nice. 
So Very it's cool. it's a full circle, realistically. Yeah, yeah. It's a full circle. But um, yeah, it's good because you know what? Like I said, there's nothing better than than people that you know want to see you fail. Yeah. It's fucking motivation at its finest, man. It's free motivation too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. nothing's better than just making people just stir up in their own shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just by being a good person, just yeah. doing good work and nobody yeah. could fucking do anything about it. You know, they're just... Yeah. They break down themselves, right? And hey, I don't wish anything bad upon anybody, but I yeah. know there are people that are sitting there giving me the Courtney, right? But what are you going to do? Just keep fucking rolling with the punches, man. So anyway, thank you for giving us your time today. I know you're a busy guy. I know you're always moving and shaking. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a pleasure to I appreciate have been able it, to host you. And, and thank you for pulling up. I appreciate Let it. Let the audience know where they can find Mr. Piva. Plain and simple, baby. Just Instagram, Mr. Piva, M-I-S-T-E-R-P-I-V-A. And even starting to try that TikTok. I think it's the same, Mr. Piva Real Estate on, uh, on TikTok. I'm trying to give it a shot. It's fun. Nice. I like creeping it more than using it, but whatever. Nice, nice. But thanks Check for having me, out. guys. Check this guy Appreciate out, man. It. He's got the coolest stuff. He's got the coolest stuff, and it's very relatable. You gravitate to his content. I, I, I highly, highly recommend him to check him out. <laughs> thanks, Nikki. Thank you very much for tuning in and watching What Would It Cost, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.